What's good? Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, talking to you today about how to handle your fear of financial obligations. This is something I've noticed with a lot of my coaching clients. Um, coaching programs no longer open, by the way, but they were scared to scale up their spending um, in the way that I suggest, which is to set spending targets instead of saving targets. The whole purpose of making money is to be able to spend what you want and still have a lot of money left over to put back into the business and um, you know once you go exponential to, to move it into different investments and what it came down to was they were afraid that if they move their spend up to 15k they were somehow locked in there right and in their mind it was like oh if my bills are 15k a month what happens if there's an interruption in income or 25k a month or 30k or 40k a month right what happens if there's an interruption in income and the way that they'd framed it in their mind was okay once i get to this spending level i'm i'm set there right i can't downgrade um wouldn't want to downgrade would feel like a loser etc you know i can't go to dubai and spend 30k in a month but here's how you should look at it right because a lot of this money game is is buying you the lifestyle you want but it's also just about um buying security, solving financial fear, right? Most of your investments, you are hopefully not gonna use in your lifetime. It is mostly insurance, right? Um, you know, if you're, if you're planning on becoming a decamillionaire or whatever and adjusting for inflation until you, until you pass, right? Most people aren't planning to die with zero. Although it's a decent strategy, uh, there's a book on it, um, you just got to be careful with that one because you don't want to go to zero accidentally before you pass. I think it's, it's a good idea to leave something to perhaps your descendants or to charity or things of that nature. But most people are trying to retire with something or like you, you might not be retiring. I don't think I will. Um, but basically, you know, you're, you're not going to spend that money. That money's being built up and put into your properties, your Bitcoin, etc. Um, as an insurance policy against an interruption in of income. And if you're a true entrepreneur, you're always going to want income coming in and you're going to want more income each year. Um, maybe once you're a decamillionaire or whatever, you're, you're fine with a slower growth of income, but ultimately you're going to want more income. I suggest it as well because gravity brings the flat line down. Uh, you know, neutral is, is just a matter of time before it goes down. The only way you know that you're, you're not going down is to be going up every year. Um, but but basically the the investment hedge the kitchen sink hedge that you have is ideally an insurance policy so the purpose of that is is to make you feel comfortable in case of an interruption in income so if you're in a position where money isn't um buying you that comfort it means a few things uh probably you need to make more money making more income solves a lot of problems uh you probably need to hedge better in your investments um at the appropriate time, I still think you should really push hard into your business until you're exponential and then start to broaden out into the rental properties and all that other stuff. Um, because that stuff won't get you rich. It, it, it'll only make a wealthy person wealthier, right? And once you have enough money, you can actually live on that passive income. But when you have 50K, uh, you know, your 8% your a year on your investments is, is worthless, right? Um, you know, that's not going to be enough to take care of you. So with the purpose being one part security, but also one part enjoyment, 
Here's how I recommend solving your financial obligation fear. Think of it like a car where you've got first gear and you've got fifth gear, right? Let's say your first gear is you live in Thailand and you spend 7K a month, you know, killer condo, 4,000 a month. You spend 3,000 on, on your lifestyle expenses. You're not going crazy with girls because you've got a, a girlfriend, right? So it's three dinners a week. It's uh, takeaway food, um, maybe some TRT, you know, all in 3K on spend, 4K on rent, 200 on insurance, etc. right? You know that you might want to go to Dubai for a month, right? And you want to go with your friends, you want to ball out and you want to have tables and bottle service and all this stuff and celebrate a milestone. You can go ahead and spend 30K in that month in Dubai. You can, you can go up to first, fifth gear and you could do that for two months out of the year, every year, assuming your, your income's on point, right? And let's say you're making, you know, 30K total. Um, and most months you put 23K back into the business. On those months you spend everything, but it's only two months out of the year and it's fifth gear and you're putting another 200K back into the business beyond that, right? And to be able to enjoy yourself. And you could plan in advance those fifth gear months. It doesn't have to be Dubai, it could be Brazil, it could be any of your playground destinations where you really want to ball out, you want to go with your boys, you want to have a great time, um, especially if you're in your 20s or even your 30s. You know, you shouldn't be just like some of these guys say on Twitter, like, you know, no lifing all the time and just grinding for money through your 20s and then expect to enjoy your 30s. No, you should have some enjoyment in there, right? Within, based on, on how well you're doing financially. The better you're doing, um, you know, the more you can spend. But that's your fifth gear, okay? And let's say Thailand where you're spending 7K, uh, that's third gear. So you're, you're on cruise control, you're keeping the car in third gear. You feel like you've earned it. You've got 400K uh, in the bank, you're 27. You know, you expatriated three years before. You've got the visa. Uh, you've got multiple bank accounts. You've got some investments hedged in. You know, you've got some gold in Singapore, right? So you, you've done a decent hedge. Um, you've got a decent sized net worth in 300K and you're, you're, you're doing 30K a month spending seven. Uh, that to me is, is perfectly reasonable to have two months out of the year where you just fall out at fifth gear and maintain third gear throughout the year. Um, so that solves something for, for my clients to be able to know you can turn up to fifth gear and plan for it and, and stay in third gear. But they were still kind of stressed about third gear. And I said, listen, you can have third gear, but also know in the back of your mind that you can have a first gear, right? You can go to Chiang Mai and live for $1,000 a month and stay in a $300 a month apartment that's a condo that's brand new or newly built. Um, it's not even a studio. It's like a small one bedroom for 300 a month and, uh, you know, eat cashew chicken takeaway delivery. Like if you're eating local Thai food, it's cheap and it's good. You can live on pad Thai, cashew chicken, protein powder, get your greens juice, a few smoothies a day, dessert every night, don't have to cook, um, and get, get you down to a thousand dollars a month. Still plenty for, for a girlfriend too. And nights out twice a week, you know, dinner's 20 bucks in Chiang Mai. 
right? So you can still afford a girlfriend, still spending more on her than the average Thai guy would in that city. You know, even spending a thousand dollars a month is is above most people in in Chiang Mai. Like the nicest place that I stayed in was the service department, one of the nicest ones in the city, and that was a large one bedroom for a thousand a month, right? And you know, my my clients felt a certain type of way. They're like, oh man, I would feel like a loser if I had to do that. I was like, listen, you'd still have the three hundred k, right? Um, you know, you you your business went from 30K a month down to like, let's say 20K a month, right? If you were in one of these sort of high risk businesses, like a drop shipper, right? Where you're losing your PayPal accounts, where you don't know how long the ad's gonna work. You don't know how long that store is gonna work. You have to be hunting for new properties. It's not like kind of a stable stream of income like a, a, a legal firm is, right? Where you've got these clients consistently paying you every month or you know, maybe a better example is like a pool cleaning company, right? They've got a pool, they need it cleaned regardless. You're better than the competition. You're getting that money as long as they have a pool. No one's going to go, no rich person who has a pool is going to go clean the pool themselves, right? The only time you're going to lose a client is if someone comes along and they're way better and way cheaper. But if you're running a good business, you're, it's tough to lose a client, right? So in those higher risk industries, it's a legitimate worry that, you know, he's at 30K, he could be at 10K the next month if the ads don't work. He could also be at 200K. Um, I've seen that with, with two of my dropshipper clients that I helped scale. And so let's say he goes down to 10K or even 6K, right? No, he goes to Chiang Mai and he, he spends his 1K. He's still, he's still got 5K to put back into the business without having to build it back up without having to go back in savings, right? Um, even if he were to go into savings, uh, you know, his, his expenses are a thousand dollars a month for the year. And if you're, you know, 27, 28 year old guy, even for me, when I was there from like 32 to 35, it, it's a nice place to live. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Now I was spending more than that, but you know, even in that case, it was, is harder to spend unless you're going bottle service more than 4k or something or 5K, right? Even if you're eating Western food every night and delivery and going out all the time. Um, it's just a very cheap place to live. So he could do a whole year on a 12K expense, right? And even if he had to go put 30K from his savings into the business to ramp it back up again, you know, he's if it works, he's gonna get that money back in a month or two, right? It doesn't work, you might have to start a different kind of business, but he's on a thousand dollar a month runway. Uh, you, you know, like how bad can it be? His, his, his 300,000 in uh, liquid um, cash and assets at a thousand dollars a month, you know, at 12,000 years is three decades worth of runway. Now that doesn't include the, the investments for businesses, but there's a lot of businesses you can start for next to nothing if his current deal didn't work. Um, you know, but chances are the guy's gonna be able to make some money in drop shipping, right? If he's if he's scaled up to 100K, there's a, there's a good chance that even if the industry massively changes, he's still probably gonna be able to get 20K out of it for the next three, four years and use that to, you know, leverage it into something perhaps more stable. So that's really important to know what the first gear is, right? And that there is a first gear and that there's a first gear at 
$1,000 in Chiang Mai, Thailand, or Dalat, Vietnam, the cities that have less, you know, uh, tourists, like Bali is going to be higher than 1000 although you can do 1000 You can certainly do it. Um, you know, it's just not as, it's a, you can get a decent place for 400 a month, just not as nice as you could in Chiang Mai. And, but that, that setting doesn't exist in America. I don't know what it is today in America. It's probably 3K or 4K, right? So there's a massive advantage in um, living abroad and knowing that you can live anywhere. Or even if you're an American and you're living in America now, to know that that's your option, right? To be able to go live for $1,000 and have, you know, a comfortable quality of life, motorcycle, insurance, the whole bit. Um, you know, in a... In a place that doesn't have winter where it's, you know, good weather and whatnot. So you need that first gear, um, but you also need to know what your fifth gear is. And, you know, if you're doing well, to be able to budget for that fifth gear and put it into your, you know, vacation metrics. And, you know, that's that's kind of the point of, of making this money is to be able to spend it. And it doesn't have to be a permanent thing. In fact, it can be planned in advance, right? Like, you know, where you're living for each quarter. Uh, maybe you've got a vacation for two weeks at the end of each quarter where you're going to drop 5K, 10K uh, for that two-week period with your girlfriend um, and you know where you're going. And so you're, you're budgeting in advance for 20K to 40K um, over the course of a year to, to you know really enjoy yourself, right? Or instead of that, you do every six months on the sixth month you go to Dubai, you go to Brazil, uh, you go to Maldives, you know, and you're planning on spending 20K, 25K or whatever, right? And, or 30K. Um, you know, for some of my clients, their fifth gear is 200K a month or 300K a month, you know, depending on how well you do. Um, and, and, you know, that 300K or whatever is, includes flying private, right? That's where when you're living abroad, anything above spending anything above 25k is either going to be buying tables in clubs, um, buying Louis Vuitton, or flying private. And, and I mean buying a lot of designer goods, right? Like you know, you can still buy a good amount of Louis Vuitton for 25k in Bangkok, and still live in a baller ass place, and still go out for dinner every night, um, you know, because your money just goes a long way. So keep that in mind. You don't have any obligations and you can still post dope ass shit on Instagram and in Chiang Mai. Um, you know, you're still doing better than most people at 27 with 300K in the bank and, you know, an income of 10K a month tax free or tax minimized, right? Um, and you'll be back up in no time if there's a problem. Um, but also sometimes you might just want to shift down into first gear, right? Even if you're making 30K, spend a thousand so that instead of putting 20K a month back into your business, you're putting 29,000 back into the business when you, when you got a hot one and the flywheel's working and you're like, man, I'm, I want to know life the next year. Just get me a girlfriend, you know, go out twice a week and just dump into this business and, and, you know, scale perhaps twice as fast as I would before because that extra 9K is compounded every month, right? Um, so to know that you have the first gear to be able to do that and not not worry about it too much um, in regards to 
pride or whatever because like you're still living a dope ass life um you know even at that at that price range right and um you know most people are in america in shitty weather and you can take the motorcycle out right and you get a nice you know ninja for like three grand right take that out on these crazy like mountain treks into the temples and stuff and you got a killer ig reel and you're doing uh you know the the nature boy lifestyle for a couple months um and then you're back in dubai or you're back in wherever the base is right so that's really important um to know how to handle that financial fear which brings me to the fear that's on a lot of guys' minds right now, which is the reset, which is AI, which is CBDCs, which is programmable money, which is social credit, carbon credit, ESG, and all this shit is coming, okay? Um, it, is, it is about getting to acceptance of that, and more importantly, it's about getting to an understanding of exactly how it's gonna be rolled out so you're not caught flat-footed, and so that you can plan in advance and get your net worth up in advance while there's still this window um, and where you can take advantage of things like AI and use it for your business instead of seeing it used against you, right? So we are undergoing massive technological change this decade. We're also undergoing massive change in terms of um, we're going to see a monetary reset. We haven't seen that since the end of Bretton Woods in, I guess, the early 70s when the um, uh, dollar was depegged from gold. And this is spoken about openly by... Um, you know, the people that are interested in, in world governance that there needs to be a financial reset and that, um, you know, it, it, that is the term that, that they're using, right? Uh, that there are going to be CBDCs, which is going to completely change the, the nature of money. There's going to be no cash by the end of 2030 in a lot of countries, right? Um, you know, and, and you need to fully understand all that so that you can prepare for it and you can think about how am I going to win? How am I going to maintain the same levels of freedom? And not just in survival, but how am I going to keep winning and keep doing better and keep finding opportunities, right, within the new game for me to profit from with stuff like AI, um, with stuff like, you know, the, the, the game plan I'm talking about is my, uh, you know, Great Reset course, right? How to survive and thrive during the Great Reset. That is an example of me using what's coming. In, in a way to monetize it and also a way to help you. So I highly recommend you get that course, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash courses. And that's gonna solve a lot of your financial fears to know exactly what's coming and to have a game plan for how to set yourself up to win, okay? And we're not talking about any type of politics here. We're not talking about any type of um, judgment of the situation. Uh, we are talking about understanding the cold, hard facts as a player in the game of life and learning how the new game is going to work and how to sell, set yourself up to play and win that new game when there is still a window to do so. I'm not saying there won't be a window a decade from now. I'm just saying the game is going to look a lot different and AI is going to be involved in nearly every aspect of, of the game and as well as business. And money's going to be a lot different, right? When you're dealing with a CBDC, it could be completely programmable. It could be um, geofenced in certain areas, right? Which is why you want multiple bank accounts, you know, in each of your bases. Um, you know, why you want a holding company. Uh, you know, why you'd want some uh, 
you know, real estate, gold, other assets, right? You know, as opposed to being all in on cash. Um, why you're going to want good social credit, you know, as I've been telling you for the last decade, don't say dumb shit online. That's going to hurt you, right? Like you're, you know, you get banned from YouTube, you're going to be on a fucking list somewhere um, as someone that's got low social credit, right? And that's going to affect your ability to get a bank account. It's going to affect your ability to get loans. It's going to affect your ability to travel. And this shit is happening, man, with certainty. Um, you know, if it doesn't, hey, you're prepared and you're you're making more money than you, than you wouldn't. But this is happening. Um, so you want to know all that in advance so that you can make sure you're not creating any problems for yourself in terms of your future social credit. Um, but also that, you know, the wealthy people that are at, a, at the top of the um, control mechanisms of each country, right? They're going to have children that get into trouble. You know, they're going to have fail sons. Okay. And they're going to want their fail sons to be able to go to the good universities and have bank accounts and stuff like that. So the social credit system, you are going to be able to buy social credit through investing in charities or investing in things that the government favors, right? This is going to be a game that you can play. Okay. But you need to have the money in advance to have that stuff, right? It's, it's, it's effectively like we are coming into a number of different taxes and line items for your business, right? ESG, social credit, carbon credit on everything, right? Um, being able to get travel permits, you know, probably more lawyer fees to set all this stuff up, right? Just like how when you start making money, your lawyer fee is just another line item, your accountant's fee is another line item. These will be just mere line items for you if you properly plan financially and you're aggressive. For the average person, okay, the average person is probably going to have to spend 100K on their house to get it set up for ESG uh, regulations, right? A lot of people are going to own their, lose their homes. Uh, a lot of people are going to struggle, man, especially when UBI comes in and wipes out 40% of, or sorry, AI comes in, wipes out 40% of their jobs. They're going to be on UBI, um, geofenced with, with the programmable money that they get every month spending it on Amazon, spending it on Netflix, spending it on OF, uh, spending it on edible deliveries, right? Just like you saw in the pandemic. Um, that's what's coming down the pipe, right? And to bring that back to financial obligation dread, right? You've got dread to a degree at the spending level that I was, I was talking about now, right? Hopefully the fifth gear, first gear, and third gear analogies can alleviate some of that. But to, if you're switched on to fully alleviate um, any type of future financial dread, you have to look clearly at what's coming. You need to analyze it and you need to have a game plan for every single aspect as opposed to just, I'm going to buy Bitcoin and cross my fingers. And the reason I designed this course was because I was looking for strategies and no one has a fucking good strategy. These old school libertarians are just like, buy gold and store it in Singapore and get a plane to fly over and bring it back to America. It's like the gold's going to be converted to a fucking CBDC anyways when you, if you want to use it, right? That is not a plan. And 
you know, you can't guarantee that, you know, gold's going to go through the moon. Gold might go down. Same as Bitcoin. Bitcoin could go to 500,000 a coin. It could go to fucking zero, right? That's not a plan. The plan is to get wealthy. The plan is to aim for a decamillion over the next decade, right? Which you can find out how to do in my uh, net worth game plan course, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash courses, how to get an eight-figure net worth. But you also need to know the plan for the reset, okay? And for AI and all these things and automations that are coming in, which I all consider part of this, um, you know, reset of the world and business and all these things and, uh, you know, stakeholder capitalism and how to navigate that. Because you're, you're still going to be able to own businesses, right? You're still going to be able to own investments. It's just going to be, um, you know, different way with more rules and, and regulations. And, you know, at some point, the properties might be leaseholds, right? Um, that's fine. That's how it is in Asia. You know, if it's a 100-year lease, you'll make it work when you have the right plan. And it's important to just look at dead in the eye, right? Not bury your head in the sand. Look at dead in the eye and see every aspect of what's coming through and how you're going to navigate and how you're going to stay winning and, and keep playing the game. Not just for your importance, but for your parents to be able to take care of them. If you have children for your children or your future children, if you want them or your future grandchildren, right? You don't want to be sitting here going, well, dad, what did you do during the window? Well, I didn't really do my research and I didn't set aggressive enough goals. And that's why our family's on UBI and, uh, you know, in this studio apartment and uh, we spend all our time in the fucking metaverse, you know, uh, collecting tokens in there, right? It's, it's that real. Um, and I'm not the fear monger guy. If you've been reading my article since 2012 or watch me on YouTube in 2014, you know that I'm about positive energy and that's why I'm not using a ton of fear on this, but I'm telling you, man, um, this, this stuff is as real as it gets and you need to be fucking prepared. Uh, so get that course, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash courses, uh, how to survive and thrive the great reset. Um, probably one of the best or better things that you will buy this decade. Cause if you don't have the game plan, you need it. Other than that, if you want more game on this kind of stuff, um, join the brotherhood revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash brotherhood. We are consistently each day talking about, you know, Revenue strategies, wealth protection strategies, um, how to maximize, you know, your lifestyle over the next decade, how to play this game, what the new rules are. Um, you know, for me, that it's it's been great to make a bit of money off that brotherhood. But for me, at this point, it's 99% about meeting like-minded guys. And, and I'm learning just as much as I'm giving information. Um, the quality of, of discussion in there is is incredible and getting better each month of our six, seven, eight figure entrepreneurs who are my clients and friends. Also, when you get in there, you know, you have access to me, you have access to my network, you need a marketer, you need an AI prompt engineer, uh, you need a passport, you know, and you want a service provider recommendation, pretty much anything we have, a, you know, we can give you a good recommendation for someone in the network. And there's guys on every continent if you want to meet up and hang out. Um, guys have started business together, guys have built friendships together, guys have hung out in the same city. It's really a beautiful thing and it's, it's going to go a long way to mitigating any kind of financial fear you have in addition to the courses, 
and in addition to setting the broader goals for yourself about making sure that you stay rich with certainty, which is going to be higher income goals and higher wealth protection goals, ideally aiming for that, you know, 10 mil a decade from now, whether it's just wet net worth or like five mil net worth and a combination of, um, you know, five million revenue. Right. And I think that's where you got to be aiming, uh, to make sure, um, you know, you get there for sure, as opposed to just buy some gold and some Bitcoin, cross your fingers and hope that everything works out. All right, my dude, hope you, that video found you well, appreciate you watching and, um, wishing you all the best. God bless you and uh, catch you on the next one.